Taking some time and I've been keeping to myself I had my eyes upon the prize, ain't much in anybody else But you love it, hit me hard, girl, yeah, you're bad for my health I love the cards that I've been dealt, do you feel the same as well? You know I used to be in one day, now I'm free People want me for one thing, that's not me I'm not changing the way that I used to be I just wanna have fun and get rowdy Coke and Bacardi, sipping lightly When I walk inside the party, girl on me. F1 inside hey. Ferrari, six kids beat. Girl, I love it when your body cries on me. Baby, you know I love it when the music stops, but come and strip that down for me, baby. Now there's a lot of people in the crowd, but only you can dance with me. So put your hands on my body and swing that crown for me, baby. Ooh. You know I love it when the music stops, but come and strip that down for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah You know that since the day I met you, yeah, you swept me off my feet You know that I don't need no money when your love is beside me Yeah, you opened up my heart and then you threw away the key Girl, now it's just you and me and you don't care about where I've been You know I used to be in one day, now I'm not free People want me for one thing, that's not me I'm not changing the way that I used to be I just wanna have fun and get rowdy On Coke and Bacardi, sipping lightly When I walk inside the party, girls on me F1 type Ferrari, six kids beat Girl, I love it when your body grinds on me, baby You know I love it when the music stops But come on, strip that down for me, baby Now there's a lot of people in the crowd But only you can dance with me So put your hands on my body And swing that crown for me Baby, you know I love it when the music starts, but come and strip that down for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Trash Talk for Thursday night, and I'm Donald Wayne. I'm Dennis Lee. And I'm stripping it down. I bet you are. According Good thing to what we don't have video up. Yeah, well, <laughs> coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> Try talk videos in the raw. Oh boy. <laughs> it's um You feel that beat? It's a vibration. Yeah, it's a shame we can't get great stereo on this stuff uh you know maybe maybe in the next 20 years podbeam will decide of course you know i kind of figured out podbeam probably doesn't want the music to be too great because uh that way they don't you know there's less chance of anybody getting you know complications over using certain songs that's right you, you know if podbeam were smart Ooh. they would do like spotify and they would get a license to play, you know, to offer a uh, playlist to us, uh, you know, users and <laughs> users. That doesn't sound good, does it? And and then just charge us, you know, we, we could rent, you know, certain songs for the month or, or or per podcast or whatever. I'd be willing to pay a little bit just to. Yeah, a couple bucks. Yeah, you know, be able to have it actually on that playlist that they that music list that they give us. But hello, um, BP. 
Hey, BP. Oh, we're creeping in here. We got uh, Can't You See going on. Can you hear that? Marshall Tucker boys. Uh, I hear something. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. He doesn't care where it goes. <laughs> that sounds like somebody just wants to get out of town. Exactly. Running from somebody. Somebody or something. Well, it's Thursday, and I was I was sitting here trying to get ready, and all of a sudden I heard this outside, and I thought, oh, my gosh, it's going to rain. And, of course, it was crystal clear when the sun went down, but it's mm. the wind. The summer wind. Have you noticed that it picked up? <laughs> um, no, I haven't actually. Um, um, you sure well, that's not the HOA with the blower in your front yard? Yeah, well, y'all aren't y'all are you know friends. I'm I'm very familiar with the sound of a blower. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, Betty, and is that to say Trice down there? <laughs> it does. We have a troll uh, alert. You know what? There, there is another, there is another podcaster that is is piggybacking on us. I won't mention names, but it is it comes up when you look for Trice Talk. So uh, they just, you know, got creative. I guess they're trying to ride on our coattails of success. You know, <laughs> they thought they'd hit their their horse to our wagon or something. I don't know. Did I lose you? Well, I'll be darn. What? I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> I think they tried to take me out, Donald Lane. Well, or to... we're being infiltrated. <laughs> um, you know, see, see how he does BP. He just, you know, he just disappears. I'm, I'm here talking to him, and the next thing, and then there's utter <laughs> silence. I never know whether he, whether you've gone to sleep or you just. <laughs> Or no, what? No, no rest for the weary, Donald. And, and then I saw you pop up on the screen again. So you were exposed once again. Once again. Yeah. Uh, at least I'm not all the way this time. <laughs> Whoa. What, what is that? What? I have. Are you in the bathroom? Who? Me? Yeah. No. You just no, got that, very loud and, and like you're in a closet or something. It, I swear, I'm I'm not. I'm I'm in my same little spot here. Uh, this is going to be the night of sound effects. I can tell already. <laughs> we just it's going to be bodily noises and. <laughs> let me just open the window here so we can hear the whooshing. Oh, well. Of, um, uh, let the wish out. Hey, J Lo. I'm just. I got. <laughs> I got. I got these. You know, I got the studio lights on, and they're they're colored, and uh, it oh. makes makes my medication look very weird. Well, it's actually not. It's Advil, so it's not medication, but uh -huh. it it. It looked 
a very pukey color. So a pukey color. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> I was actually looking at it to see what what is that that I put on my desk. Oh, you have the black lights on again, Donald Wayne. I do actually. I have. Hey, Jester. Hey, Jess. I did a. Um, actually, did a trice talk emblem in black light paint the other day. Oh. Um, the colors aren't exactly the same as our logo because they don't have that, unfortunately, in black light paint. But yeah, I'm actually working on this wall next to me. And once I get all this stuff done, then I'm gonna start putting pictures on on our Facebook page. Okay. Well, Getting don't, ready don't. for that time when we try to do a live show. Maybe we can do that here together. Bum, bum, bum. Um, you know, we can wear our Hawaiian shirts and, oh, you know. Piercings? Je- um. <laughs> well, you can. <laughs> you, I don't know. I, I've gone this long without piercing anything. I just don't see the point. Ah, uh, you know. I have thought about a, a tattoo. Um, a tattoo, really? I have. You know, it, it, where would you get it, Donald Wayne? Uh, well, you know, there's all kinds of places around Cobb County, but no, no, on your body. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you were asking me what, what the, uh, what? Oh, BP. Oh, that's. <laughs> I cringe just thinking about it. I um, don't. I'm not, uh, no. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be anywhere. You know, I'm not going to put it on my forehead or my cheek or anything like that. But well, and I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to put it uh, anywhere that I have to expose myself for somebody to see it. So, oh, I, just, I just don't know uh, what. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, which cheek? Want to see my tattoo? Uh, um, I. Just, I don't know. You know, were, were, were you there when, yeah, no, I guess you weren't. Went to uh, that place where my brother lived in uh, Tennessee and we went mm-hmm. downtown and they had that tattoo parlor down there. I don't guess no, you were there. No, wasn't there on that you one. You weren't there on that one, but there was one in Nashville when we, you and I went up to Nashville. Right? Oh yeah. Well, you know, all that was kind of a blur. So I probably could have talked you into getting any kind of tattoo that night. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I probably could have gotten in a lot of trouble that night. Uh, but I, mean, I, I just, I think about it. I don't know. I just, well, you know, maybe it's a form of expression, Donald Wayne. If you feel there's something you need to express, you know, kind of like a budding flower. Um, you just don't, just, uh, <laughs> you don't put a woman's name on your body or a political candidate. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't, even though uh, I no was a, pictures of Biden on your buttocks or no, no okay. well, I was going to do a picture of Biden. I don't yeah. know exactly where it would go. Maybe no, uh, Uranus. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, I mean, why not your own? That's, um, the, that's the best place <laughs> for a picture of Biden is on on that planet. Maybe, maybe but, a commemorative Clinton nipple ring or something like that. Um, you know. Oh my God! All, all kinds of stuff out there. Jeez. Even the thought of that just <laughs> I may not think you'll like it. Hillary likes it, uh, you know. Mm, okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, always keep your Walter Mondale covered, BP, when 
especially when you're out in public. Uh, what Walter Mondale? <laughs> you're not old enough to have a Walter Mondale tattoo. <laughs> oh, it's a tattoo. Sorry. Um, hey, Eric. Well, well I'm assuming hello. he was talking about a tattoo. I'm. I don't know. Oh, hey. hey, Eric. Welcome to Wacky Thursday. Um, it could be the tattoo Tacky Thursday. Or Ink Thursday. Hey, Cutter's on. Ink, 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 yeah. like. Yeah, okay. Well, that'd yeah. work. That'd work. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had such a hard time naming Wednesday. I don't know if I want to do another yeah. contest. That was, I don't know. That was don't uh, know. painful. Um, um, hey, Misty and uh, J-Lo's back. Hey. Yeah, Misty. that was a, that was a, that was a lot, so. Well, there was a few huh? things going on today. Oh, yes. I, I still hear music. Have you got music going on, or is that me? Um, I think that's you. Um, you know, why don't I go ahead and, and clear the air on here and, and throw this out there? Because we get people that like to bobble on the bubble. Um, if you want to call into the show, you know, we're going to have to have you. Uh, we're going to have to make sure we know you in the chat first. We have a rule here at Trice Talk not to let unknown callers just bobble into the bubble because <laughs> we don't know what's going to bubble out of their mouth. And um, this is a non-explicit show, so um, we don't give a platform to, to somebody to uh, streak nude through the podcast um, with their words. So, um, you know. Did you work long on that speech? Uh, no, I just pulled it out of my, you, uh, just, you know, out of planet? my planet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was uh, uh, bobble in my bubble. <laughs> yeah, uh, bobble. That's Have you not, ever had a bobble in your bubble, Donald it, Blaine? It's, uh, it's, no. uh, it can be quite embarrassing. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, BP, you're welcome to call in there. Yeah, we already know how explicit you'll be. So, (laughs) and I'm sure you'll talk about that planet too if you ever call in. I mean, what is the mask? It is an educational edition. So, um, yeah, we could do a science version, you know, right? We're we're, we're not we're not opposed to higher education. That's it, Uh, or high education. Or zone says she'll stay in the chat. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, we'd probably be more apt to do that on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, well, was that all that you had to get off your chest? Uh yeah, yeah. Or your planet? You are up, sir. Um. I yield my time. I, I guess I am, but Senator from what am I looking at here? Okay, <laughs> from Georgia. <laughs> from georgia um so the first thing tonight i saw a little article about governor christy gnome uh she signed a pledge to restore patriotic education in schools you know there's so much talk about uh critical race theory and we've been talking about it a fair amount and um so she's kind of jumped ahead of the the game a little bit in South Dakota and has signed this pledge this week that aims to restore patriotic education as the liberals push critical race theory in school curriculum. 
uh, Republicans like Nome have criticized the race curriculum for sowing division and hate and teaching anti-American values to students. She says, teaching mm. our children and grandchildren to hate their own country and pitting them against one another on the basis of race or sex is shameful and must be stopped. I'm proud to be the first candidate in America to sign the 1776 pledge to save our schools. Uh, she used that word candidate. Kind of strange. You know, that's there was strange. talk about her running for president, but oh. you know, that's a couple more years down the road. So, you know, it's a little soon. Um, the pledge signed by Nome promises to take steps to restore honest patriotic education that cultivates in our children a profound love for our country and teach that all children are created equal, have equal moral value under God, our Constitution, and the law. It will also prohibit any curriculum that pits students against one another on the basis of race or sex and prevent schools from politicizing education. I'm all for that. In partnership with the at 1776action.org, um, at real Ben Carson, Ben Carson is the one that helped put this thing together, mm. is helping to stop this woke anti-American indoctrination at the state and local levels. And the pledge is a vital tool for clarity and accountability. Uh, Nome penned an opinion piece for Fox News with former Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson on Monday, dubbing critical race theory as a radical concept and writing that curriculum pits them against one another on the basis of race and gender. Um, says the governor's announcement comes as Republicans across the nation are trying to prevent the teaching of critical race theory and are expressing concern about the Biden administration prioritizing the funding of education programs that incorporate the ideas of the 1619 project into their teaching of U.S. history and civics. Um, in a proposed new rule released on April the 19th, the Education Department outlined new priority criteria for the $5.3 million American History and Civics Education Grant, as well as exemplary materials for K-12 through educators to use. Specifically, the Education Department cited the 1619 Project and critical race theorist Ibram X. Kendi's anti-racist idea as leading examples of the kind of content it wants to use taxpayer dollars to promote in history and civics classrooms across the country. The 1619 project inaugurated with a special issue of the New York Times magazine last year attempts to cast the Atlantic slave trade as the dominant factor in the founding of America instead of ideals such as individual liberty and natural rights. The initiative has been widely panned by historians and political scientists, with some critics calling it a bid to rewrite U.S. history through a left-wing lens. Uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, the creator of the 1619 Project, responded to the GOP criticism of the project during an interview with MSNBC <coughs> on Monday, saying that the 1619 curriculum being allowed in schools is a matter of free speech. So says she. So 
anyway, that's that's one of the first states that is taking steps. I believe Florida has also. Um, I think Ron uh, DeSantis has talked about uh, barring uh, the 1619 or critical race theory being taught in Florida schools as well. I believe we talked about that last week, didn't we? We did. We did, actually. So that'll be two states that we know of. I was just going to say, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, when when Nicole mentions this as being an, a matter of free speech, I kind of differ with that just because, um, you know, free speech also takes into account people's opinions and we really don't need a lot of opinions being taught in school to our children, um, yeah, especially if they're one sided. <laughs> yeah. The school, what we learn in public school should be facts and nothing else. Right. The way it used to be. So it's you not, know, that's what you really, pay to go to college for is to learn, to learn people's opinions. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what you pay, you know, anywhere from four to $50,000 a year to, to get, right. get some liberals idea about what you should be doing in society. Right. But now not all colleges, so people don't get upset, but um, yeah, you know, public education should be facts and right. uh, cause we're paying for it. We should yeah. have a say in it. So, right. Um, you know, the Washington examiner, um, has got a story by Joel Girk that house Democrat, uh, fears looming space war <laughs> and says that we'll all be dead. Um, that's an odd title. Major powers are rapidly militarizing space to prepare for a prospective conflict that could have devastating effects in the absence of norms to restrict such weapons, according to a senior Democrat. I suspect the norm is he who is strongest will win at the end of the process and will all be dead. California Representative John Garamendi said during a congressional hearing on space policy. Thank you for painting that bright picture there, John. Um, a quartet <laughs> of State Department and Pentagon officials appeared before members of the House Foreign Affairs Committee and House Armed Services Committee for a discussion of creating a framework for rules-based order, uh, rules-based order in space. Much of the conversation concede, uh, conceded the near impossibility of establishing that framework. Given Chinese and Russian disinterest in serious negotiations over such rules and their enthusiasm for developing capabilities that can threaten American satellites or just go ahead and drop rockets on the earth. I mean, you know, we got one hitting in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, sometimes the Russians do not even want to acknowledge that certain activities are indeed taking place. The State Department's Bruce Turner, a senior official in the Bureau of Arms Control, Verification, and Compliance told lawmakers Wednesday, we have done our best to bring experts, military and diplomatic experts, to some of these meetings to discuss these issues, but thus far, the Russians really have not engaged in a satisfactory way. Um, is any way satisfactory for Russian diplomats to engage with us? Um <laughs> that lack of concord uh, troubles Garamende. Clearly, we have a situation in which on the military side of it, space is a domain to a war. 
the California Democrats said. And unfortunately, we are all, not just the United States, China, and Russia, but others rapidly militarizing space with the anticipation that there could be trouble in the future. Those pesky aliens. Um, China has taken the most aggressive and visible step forward, the weaponization of space from the American perspective by using a ballistic missile to destroy a defunct Chinese satellite in 2007. That test perceived in Washington as a message from Beijing that Chinese forces can target American satellites in a crisis has left thousands of pieces of debris orbiting the Earth in outer space. It certainly was irresponsible, Space Force Lieutenant General Stephen Whiting said. I like that ring, Space Force. Um, With 3,000 pieces of debris left on orbit that we continue to track 10 years later, 10% of all the trackable objects on orbit, I I can't imagine what led him to do that and to continue to pollute the domain and put us all at risk. Whiting emphasized, was he a codfish, uh, that <laughs> the U.S. doesn't want to fight a war in space. Let me be clear. Even with this weaponization of space, we do not want a war to extend into space. And we want to do everything possible to deter that, he said. You know, we don't want to disturb the Venusians. Um, such <laughs> deterrence may prove the only plausible uh, impediment to, to conflict in space if the pessimism of arms control negotiations is any guide we do not exclude the possibility of legally binding treaties down the road but that's not what uh not where we are given the kinds of competitions posed by russia and china turner said garamendi the california democrat oh well that's not surprising expressed interest in developing potential norms at least for private sector commercial space Farers, um, but another diplomat sounded a note of caution in that respect as well. One of the difficulties we face is that, of course, with Russia and China, there really aren't commercial activities. The State Department's Jonathan Moore, the Principal Duty Assistant Secretary in the Bureau of Oceans and International Environmental and Scientific Affairs, told the lawmakers. So, again, China. And Russia provoking everyone and, um, you know, senators are like, you know, congressmen are, we're all dead. Look, they just want to explore, you know, the outer space and our galaxy and, you know, the planets in our solar system. Um, Right? I'm sure it's nothing. All that space, you know, talking about that space debris, um, that's kind of a scary thing. What what was that movie with George Clooney and, and Sandra Bullock? Yeah, uh, you mentioned that a few episodes. Gravity. Ago. Gravity. Gravity, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what happened to them and, and that crew uh right. was space debris was coming around and it just tore up, you know, tore up the um um whatever they were in, the um <laughs> Columbia or whatever that space vehicle yeah. was. Yeah, the Colombo. But um, that's kind of scary. I mean, I don't, you know, because there's a, they say there's a belt of that stuff circulating around the earth, orbiting around the earth. Uh, well, pretty soon we'll have a ring, uh, you know, like uh, like Saturn or, or was it Jupiter? I mean, um, 
Saturn, <laughs> yeah. Several, several of them have a ring. I, yeah, I even think Uranus has a ring. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a bar- barely detectable, but it's um, a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Since you want to bring up your planet again, uh, what would you call people from Uranus? <laughs> Um, Uranoids. <laughs> Eric says, "Don't oh, forget yeah. Neptune." Yeah, well, Neptune. Oh, that could be Neptoids. Poor, poor. Yeah, poor little Neptoids. Um, yeah, yeah. I was just looking on a thing earlier. They had uh, <laughs> pictures from Venus, um, Venus. kind of like Mars. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, the. What's that song? So, yeah. Venus. Venus is da 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 da. da. Um, you know the song I'm thinking about, Venus. I do. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's a piercing. That's right, BB. I keep forgetting. Um, what's a piercing? On your anus. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, again. Yeah, Jess Duck thinks we should we should send all the trash. To Uranus, so <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Just like, I mean that poor that poor planet can't get beat up enough. We might as well just sh- uh, shoot all the trash out that way. Yeah. Mm. My goodness. Well, well, that's all I have on that. Okay. Now, I wonder if they'll be using lasers and stuff. You know, like they did in one of those James Bond movies. Well, you know, they uh, talked about that what during the Reagan presidency. You know. Um, um, Star Wars, you know, yeah. they, they, they touted it, but you know, that seemed to just fade away, but I don't think that the Chinese and the Russians forgot about it. it sounds like they were steadily working on it. So, I mean, we joke I mean, about that, but I, I, I truly believe that's going to be a serious issue, you know, in, in the coming future, because you know, if the Chinese or the Russians get an edge in space, um, it's going to be used to their advantage. Oh, I mean, yeah, they'll be like, look, all we got to do is take out their satellites so they have no internet or, or any kind of communication. Yeah. They'll kill themselves. We don't have to do a thing. So, um, well, you know. I still got my walkie talkies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, see, and you'll be the one walking around. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Some spare batteries and a walkie talkie. That's all you yeah. need. Yeah, well, it it's it's a keeper. Um, all right, so a, a light story to go amongst all of this this political jargon. Um, a boy orders popsicles on mom's Amazon account. Have you seen that story, Dennis Lee? I have not. <laughs> it's from uh, People dot com. Janie Pook, I think. Pook. Pook. Oh, uh, um, yeah, but um, Noah Bryant is a big fan of the cartoon SpongeBob SquarePants and recently surprised his family by spending $2,618.85 on 918 popsicles from the online superstore. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then the, art, uh, the, the uh, author says, oh, barnacles. Uh, I want you to know I didn't put that in there. It's all too easy to shop until you drop on Amazon, and a young boy from New York went wild by ordering nearly $3,000 worth of SpongeBob popsicles on his mom's account. Guess how old the boy is? Um, five? Close. Noah Bryant is four, oh, and wow. he's 
he's a big fan of the cartoon and recently surprised his family by ordering the popsicles from the online superstore and they were sent to his aunt's house. Now, why, why they sent them, why they were sent to the aunt's house? It doesn't really say, uh, though the youngster was all smiles and it does have a photo <laughs> to go along with the article. Uh, he was all smiles in the photo with one of the frozen SpongeBob pops. The splurge was no laughing matter for his mom, Jennifer Bryant. The sweets are unfortunately non-refundable, inspiring a family friend to launch a GoFundMe page to cover the cost of the unsupervised shopping spree. On the fundraising page, friend and organizer Katie Schlosh explained that Bryant, a mom of three, is studying social work at New York University and couldn't afford the SpongeBob spread. Jeez. The GoFundMe pitch went live on Monday, and $5,700 have been raised uh, as of Thursday, uh, this morning, smashing the original goal of the $2,619. Uh, so the mom says, thank you so much for your mind-blowing generosity and support. Bryant wrote in a follow-up note on GoFundMe, as a child living with ASD, autism spectrum disorder, all future donations will go towards Noah's education and additional supports. We cannot thank you enough, truly, she added. So wow. the boy has ASD, but I mean, to think that a four-year-old could get away with ordering that many popsicles or... I don't know. We'd think that why Amazon would, it, would question that. Right. Why, why, why wasn't that flagged? Like, hey, Larry, we got an order for 5,000 popsicles. SpongeBob popsicles. Yeah, I mean, you know, better get those out, buddy. That's, uh, that would be a heck of a party for anybody. Um, so I don't know. I, but just the fact that this kid could get on there and, uh, and order those. Right, yeah, just uh, said the credit card should have flagged it too. So they would have, you know, somebody was asleep at the wheel there. I guess Amazon was excited. <laughs> I guess they were. I mean, 918 popsicles, unless you have a business, you wouldn't need that many for a party. You see the drones is dropping those off in the front door? Uh, I'd take a heck of a, of a fairly large drone, wouldn't you think? Or a bunch of well, drones. A bunch of drones, yeah. I'm As still dreading the day they start using those in our neighborhood. Well, somebody's probably already using one. I think they call those peeping toms. Were you ever so. over here when, when <laughs> I was, were you here when I was trying to fly that drone we had for a while? No, I didn't know you had a drone. Uh, briefly. Oh. And, um, uh, I put it everywhere except in the air. It's, it was in a couple of trees. Oh, uh, I was on top of the house. Um, they're harder to operate than you write than you might think. Mr. Producer uh, was able, you know, our engineer James Marshall was able to um, maneuver one fairly well. But uh, yeah, I've I, operated one one time, and uh, the guy freaked me out after I started using it he's like yeah it was only about a thirteen hundred dollar drone i'm like whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah let me put why, this down <laughs> yeah why am i flying it <laughs> um used it for he was a roofer and he used it to go up and inspect the roofs instead of getting the ladder and getting on the roof they use a drone 
I, I've seen the roofers do that. I, it yeah. makes sense, actually. Well, they, and they charge them a fee to do it. Yeah, because um, they are expensive. You, well, yeah, and if you, I mean, if you get the job, I guess they wipe that out. But um, kind of like an estimate, I guess. So, well, it gets yeah. added in there. I mean, you got to right. pay for the silly thing. But, I mean, work is work. <laughs> right. So that's that's it on the kid and the popsicles. Well, let's go from a, from a popsicle to a flip flopper. Um, the Washington <laughs> Examiner says, uh, "Reminder: Biden's flip flopped on giving illegal immigrants driver's license." And this is a article by Tom Joyce, Skippy, um, <laughs> Skippy. New, I don't know. That's I. I don't like that being. But I like Peter Pan. Um, um, oh, okay. I got you. Um, in New Jersey, it's illegal to pump your own gas. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I'm just get out there and see what they'll do. Um, but you can <laughs> legally drive a car, even if you're illegal into the country. New Jersey became one of the 16 states in the country to start offering driver's licenses to illegal immigrants at the start of this month. It's an unpopular idea that 62% of the state's residents opposed in a 2018 Monmouth University poll and a bad one for a myriad of reasons. It's also one that President Joe Biden supports, at least, you know, that he supports now. During Biden's 2008, uh, 2008 presidential campaign, he opposed driver's licenses for illegal immigrants. At a Democratic primary debate in 2007, the moderator asked the candidates if they supported driver's licenses for illegal immigrants. Biden flatly answered no, without any further explanation, drawing some laughter from the audience. And in early 2008, the platform on his campaign website stated, Senator Biden opposes issuing driver's licenses to undocumented immigrants. Well... He's apparently forgotten about that, too. Good. Incentivizing illegal immigration will only lead to more of it and more of the negative impacts associated with it. Environmentalist Democrats uh, shouldn't want more gas-powered cars on the roads emitting more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, not to mention some illegal immigrants are criminals. Flooding the labor pool with low-wage earners can hurt the working class, by undercutting them and depressing their wages. Lord knows we're depressed enough. <laughs> and illegal immigrants are not, are a, they are a net burden to taxpayers. The old Biden may have agreed with those statements. And if the new Biden does, he's ignoring those problems in order to appeal to his base or completely forgot about it altogether. Biden told an audience member at a 2019 campaign event that he had a plan to get the driver's licenses to illegal immigrants. He also said he wanted to change the country's immigration policy fundamentally. And then he asked, where am I? This isn't Biden's first or even his biggest flip-flop. And one of the more prominent examples of a Biden flip-flop earlier in 2019, he also went from a popular stance to an unpopular one on abortion. For decades, Biden supported the Hyde Amendment, which prevents federal Medicaid funding from paying for elective abortions. However, 
Biden stopped supporting it in June 2019. Now his administration wants to repeal a policy that saves the lives of almost 60,000 preborn babies per year. Biden wasn't dumb enough to compare repealing the Hyde Amendment to supporting the troops like Massachusetts Democrat Representative Seth Moulton. He made a poor decision. The Hyde Amendment Amendment is popular. 58% support it, while 38% oppose it. According to a January uh, Maris Knights of Columbus poll, I've never heard of that one. Uh, Instead, Biden decided to side with the left over the lives of the unborn and the will of the people. Not to mention, Biden ran on physical responsibility and kicking deficit spending in 2008. (coughs) Oh, my goodness. What was that? Uh, Ricochet? I I think I've been attacked. (laughs) (laughs) According according, to... I think your EU has gone wild. And and you as well, just uh, thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) According to his campaign website, now he proposes the $1.8 trillion uh, a trillion uh, uh, American families plan. Whether on illegal immigration, abortion, or the national debt, consistency isn't Biden's strength. Don't expect it from him during the rest of his term. Um, I thought that was a pretty good article from Does he have a strength? Tom Joyce. Um, well, he does, and apparently is running his fingers through people's hair. So um, he likes oh. the back of the neck, too. Oh, well. well, thank you, Jess. I, I have perfected that over the years. <laughs> <laughs> Loud wow. sneezes run in the family. And very oh, yeah. We, we're, we're known for uh, uh, taking louding. out small countries with the yeah. sneeze. <laughs> Scaring people. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's all I got on the old flip-flopper. I, you know, I'm thinking there's some other states that also have supported driver's licenses for um, illegals. I know we're not supposed to say illegals anymore, but you know, sue me. Well, there's uh, um, 16 total that are are doing that, so I don't have a you, list of them. I should have brought it up. I'm, you know, I, I started to say I thought. <clears throat> Some people here in Georgia supported that, but I could be wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of Texas, but you know, their, their, their thinking is, well, you know, they're going to drive anyway. So at least if, if they have a license, you know, there's maybe they'll drive safer. Uh, right. Maybe that, well, I, I have to stay away from some of the comments I want to make on that, but easy now. I know, but it's, it's nuts. I mean, cause everything that you do, every little like that to make somebody who's not supposed take. to be here, it just gives them a little bit of legitimacy, legitimacy. Right. And, and so it just makes it easier to say, Oh, well, hell let's just let them stay and let's just let them vote. And, and that'll be the next thing. Cause in Georgia, you get a driver's license, then you get referred to uh, registration for voting. So, you know, right? they're probably not sharp enough to pick up on it down there. Oh, yeah, well, you know, they're not supposed to be here, but they did get a driver's license. So, hell, let's just let them vote, too. Yeah. Yeah, why not? That's going to be the next thing. 
I mean, you know, we let dead people vote, so it really didn't matter. And well, people vote you, more than once. You uh, ready to go in the corner? What? <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Somebody get that guy a towel. Um, that's not the original, is it? Is that somebody making fun of that? No, thing? I think that's actually uh, Anthony Hopkins when he did it, actually. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember him doing it. <laughs> yeah, he did, actually. Uh, yeah, he did it uh, when he was uh, when he was a young man. Um, hmm. I thought that was appropriate for this, the, the three little shorts I've got on here. <laughs> you got um, sh- <laughs> I got shorts in my shorts. Um this one that comes to us from Newsweek from Sarah Santora. There's an extremely rare lobster saved from becoming a red lobster dinner. Um, last week, one lucky lobster was saved from its fate as part of a $20 dinner special and was instead rerouted to a museum. Um, when one red lobster employee in Manassas, Virginia, noticed that one of the restaurant's lobsters looked a little different than the others, They decided it was best to avoid sending it to the kitchen. Fox News reports that the employee decided to call Seafood Watch. Never heard of him. A a conservation program run by an aquarium in California. So, um, can you imagine that call? Um, (laughs) I can't let my boss hear me. I've got a lobster in my pants. I'm saving it. Um, As it turns out, the employee was right to call the program as the lobster in question was discovered to be incredibly rare. Fox News reports that the lobster named Freckles, after its spotted <laughs> appearance, is a calico lobster. According to National Geographic, the odds of finding one of these colorful crustaceans is between 1 in 30 million and 1 in 50 million. Um, In a statement obtained by News Observer, Red Lobster shared that the calico's unique coloring causes the species to be very visible and thus vulnerable to predators, um, especially humans that want to eat them. Because a calico lobster is so rare and vulnerable in the wild, it was important that we found it a good home versus setting it free in the wild. The company continued in the statement. But, you know, which is confusing because they were going to cook it. Um, After coordinating with the Akron Zoo, Red Lobster hopes Freckles will soon call Virginia Living Museum its home. Calico-colored lobsters like Freckles are so rare, it was almost unbelievable that we received one, exclaimed Red Lobster in a statement obtained by Fox News. We are so proud of our employees for recognizing that Freckles was so special, and for reaching out so we could make arrangements for rescue. I mean, can you imagine the team they sent down there to scoop up old Freckles? We hope Freckles brings lots of joy to guests of the museum and lives a long and wonderful life. 
the company shared in this statement that Freckles had to undergo an examination that was quite um, disturbing, as what? well as a 30-day quarantine because of the Rona period to be admitted to the museum. I mean, I guess lobsters can get it too. If the lobster can remain healthy, it will join the museum's living lobster display once the quarantine period has ended. Um, nobody likes a lobster with COVID, I tell you that. Over the years, aquariums all across the country have been lucky to receive rare lobsters from unexpected places. The New Brunswick <laughs> Aquarium and Marine Center received a rare ghost lobster <laughs> caught off the coast of Maine. I thought it said ghost gobbler. Um, and the New England <laughs> Aquarium received another one in 30 million lobster from a Massachusetts supermarket. Um, so who will be the next one in 30 million to find a rare lobster? I challenge you that next seafood buffet that you go to or that little crustacean dive down the street. Just check and see if you've got a freckles lurking in there. Um, and you could be a winner. Um, really that's uh we could say a lot about that but we won't that's, a, that's an amazing story uh and we'll we'll bolt over there over to this story uh at daily news uh story by nancy dillon a flock of endangered california condors trash a woman's house um in a in a in delight bird enthusiast um, so a flock of endangered condors are driving a california woman cuckoo after uh taking over her deck um, you know, that you lounge on and creating a foul mess. Um, um, what they other totally kind of deck is there? <laughs> well, um, over the weekend, approximately 15 California condors descended on my mom's house and absolutely trashed her deck. Daughter Cena Lynn shared in a Tuesday night Twitter post that went viral. Um, it's a... Uh, it sucks, but also this is unheard of. There's only 160 of these birds flying free in the state, and a flock of them decided to start a war with my mom, she tweeted. Um, see, how old is she? Uh, didn't say how old she is, because, I mean, she could be blaming her mess on these birds. Uh, the massive birds, which are the large, would have, have the largest wingspan of any North American bird at around nine feet and weigh similar to that of an average three-year-old human. Um, well, depending on what three-year-old human that is, <laughs> went extinct yeah. in the wild in the 1980s, but have since been reintroduced thanks to conservation efforts. Like, you know, I guess the people that, uh, that you know scooped up the lobsters. Sienna Lynn posted pics of the birds showing their large tracking tags and some of the destruction they inflicted on the deck. Um, I'm looking at the pictures. I really don't see anything. She says, uh, my mom does think this is pretty amazing, but also the worst. They don't have to leave her property, but leave the house alone. They keep hanging out on a roof and railings, messing with stuff and pooping everywhere. Trees are fine, but not the house, please, she wrote. Um... A rare and endangered California condor. Tell your mom to give in and hand over the elk carcass. They know she has it, one Twitter user joked. A staffer with the U.S. Fish and Game Twitter 
Um, eventually <laughs> commented, uh, commented with some helpful information, saying the mom's home is located in historical condor habitat where natural food sources occur. So, you know, the place is already fishy. Unfortunately, they sometimes perceive houses and decks as suitable perch locations. The employee responded with the agency's Twitter account, um, wrote, uh, hazing to preclude them from causing damage and hab- habituation is encouraged. This includes using methods that will not harm them, such as water hoses, yelling, using the clapper, shouting, <laughs> or using other preventative measures, such as scarecrow sprinklers. Um, I thought that was a dance. Um, Sienna <laughs> Lynn posted an update Thursday saying the birds were no longer on the deck, but they weren't far away. Good morning, everyone, especially my mom who gave me the gave these two condors on a roof a shower. Um, oh my, this morning <laughs> with a with a hose, she wrote, adding a photo of two condors perched on the mom's roof. Um, now they're back chilling with the rest of the flock on a tree, watching, waiting, doing the condor thing. I don't know what that means, see, uh, Sierra and Lynn, but uh, it sounds dirty. I know that um, was a dance. So she, she, they're still waiting for the condors, I guess, to get back to a pooping on their deck. So, yeah. Um, they disappointed? I, she sounded like it, you know. She, I sounded like she kind of liked the chaos for a minute there, but um, so we'll go to that. From that to the last one here, um, Newsweek has one by Rebecca Flood that a giant Tibetan mastiff as big as a bear goes viral trying to get into a car. A video of a giant Tibetan mastiff climbing into a car goes viral with people comparing the enormous fluffy dog to a bear. Um, you have to see the picture. It looks pretty cool. Um, but boy, what a mess with that hair. Owner Idencor shared a clip on TikTok of one of his pets as it struggled to jump into the trunk of a vehicle. He captioned the clip, see how the big guy of more than 300 pounds uh, on board. Uh, it doesn't really make sense there, Idencor. The Mastiff... Um, Needs a helping hand getting his front paws into the car, but eventually manages to scramble into the back. The viral video has amassed more than 38 million views since it was uploaded on Tuesday. And we'll have to run another Twitter poll. Um, well, I don't think we've run one yet, but we no. need to run one that um, how many people sit there for hours and look at TikTok. Um, I think that's uh, like almost as addictive as crack. Um so, this guy, Idencore, has shared numerous clips of Tibetan mastiffs on social media, including puppies. The dogs, which have black, brown, and golden fur, have been compared to everything from bears to Star Wars characters, like a big giant Wookiee, um, by TikTok commenters. On his latest video, use, uh, user Just Being Mel wrote, Did anyone else think this was a bear? LOL. <laughs> so we're just going to act like this isn't Duke from the movie Pets. Fruit Loop asked. TikTok user AJ had another movie in mind posting the comment, it's Chewbacca. Amy Anglin wrote, excuse me, sir, that's a bear you have there. 
TikToker sleeping remarked, I thought it was a stuffed animal. NPN pondered, can't imagine how much it costs to maintain a dog like that. I would shave that thing naked. Um, Jody McGregor was overcome by the footage gushing. Oh, my God, a giant teddy bear. I'm in love. Um, Grow Gooing. Oh, that's a, that's a weird <laughs> name. Wrote simply, that poor pup needs a ramp. I mean, yeah, come on. The thing's big, 300 pounds. Uh, Stephen Cunningham posted that the Mastiff reminded him of a giant bear from a British children's TV show. I thought it was Bungle from Rainbow. I have no idea what that is. Bungle? Um, no. I, don't, no. I don't get the... Yeah, just like imagine the poop of a 300-pound dog. Um, in other videos, Court talks about his love for breeding, saying, oh, I mean, for the breed, saying, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's totally two different subjects. <laughs> how can such a handsome dog not be loved? It's so cool. Tibetan master of life, only one master, very loyal, as if its uh, mission is to protect the master. The supersized dogs are an impressive sight at any age, but adult Tibetan mastiffs are said to reach a maximum weight of 160 pounds. Their thick fur makes them their formidable two-foot-tall frame look even larger. Um, a post on the website Dogtime conceded that the breed can be intimidating because of its size, but added that mastiffs were softies at heart. It added, originally used as guard dogs for livestock and property, Tibetan Mastiffs can still be found performing that role, but they also enjoy life as family companions and show dogs, not just hanging out with chickens. Um, with his noble appearance, long coat, appealing colors, and beautiful tail, the Tibetan Mastiff is sure to be a conversation starter and traffic stopper as you walk him down the street. But if that's all you're looking for in a dog, uh, this is not the breed for you. Oh, you have to look at the picture on Facebook. It's a huge dog. Um, but yeah, I, bet. I wouldn't want to pick that that backyard up. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all we got on the on the corner. Just a little little am, animal stuff for you. A little animal stuff. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm supposed to do something now. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, I was trying to actually get that set a minute ago, the, the next thing. And uh, like you say all the time, those stupid ads, you can't. Uh, if you yes. even pull up a website, you know, where you want your article, you don't have to touch a thing. And all of a sudden, here comes the ad. It, yeah. it drives me nuts. Um, all right. So let me get let me get my buddy Joe in here. He's been waiting. Uh, Joe. <laughs> Joe. Oh, geez. There oh, we my. go. Goodness. <laughs> Come on, man. What are we talking about? Come on, man. 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 How many push-ups you want to do here, pal? Up. Uh, that freaks me out every time that you play that. It's your favorite part in it. I mean, How many push-ups you want to do here? Push-ups. What are you talking about, Biden? Uh, 
Well, let's see if I can do this without that stupid ad coming up this time. Um, heard a story today that the, and I bet you anything is going to sneak up on me, that the uh, mayor of D.C., I bet it's about to pop in here right now because it's changing colors, <laughs> uh, has banned dancing at weddings. What? Yeah, bands dancing at weddings. Let's see if I can stop this thing. Nope. Yeah, we don't care. Um, so it, it's very persistent, too, the ad. In a city where dancing is forbidden, not even a teenager with a rebellious spirit can, can save D.C. couples reeling from the Capitol's latest COVID guidelines seemingly ripped from the plot of footloose Washington DC's new social distancing rules banned standing and dancing at weddings, standing and dancing. They don't even, how are you going to, Oh, never mind. The, the sudden announcement made just as wedding season kicks off has blindsided couples getting ready to tie the knot. Um, it's insane. It's been an absolute roller coaster, says Stephanie Sadowski, a DC wedding planner and owner of SR events. Sadowski says couples are being forced to move their weddings outside of the nation's capital, which would probably be cheaper anyway, with just one or two weeks' notice. They want to have a party planning their wedding. They've made concessions along the way they've reduced reduced and reduced their guest count in washington dc she says according to the latest dc order indoor and outdoor weddings are capped at 25 percent capacity a waiver is required for more than 250 people in a statement to local affiliate fox 5 dc Mayor Muriel Bowser's office said it has the dancing ban in place as an extra layer of safety to reduce the spread of COVID-19 because when people stand and dance, their behavior changes. <laughs> okay. For example, people are more likely to get close and touch each other. Um, it's very confusing why Washington, D.C., is singling that out, says Sadowski. D.C. is not the only state, not the only state, hmm, uh, evacuating the dance floor. They're getting, they're counting their chickens before they hatch. Illinois and Michigan have similar bans. New York and New Jersey just recently eased their restrictions on dancing. It's unclear how long the dancing ban will be in place in D.C., but in the meantime, Sadowski says her couple's are turning to nearby Virginia and Maryland to celebrate the big day. I hope the mayor will start looking at the science and looking at the facts and looking at what CDC is recommending and allowing, uh, says Sadowski. So, yeah, I guess, um, hmm. I, I guess she's concerned about all the heavy breathing and stuff you'd be doing if you're doing a lot of dancing and, you know, uh -huh. What are you in here for, man? Well, I tell you, I was doing the, I was doing the sprinkler out in the middle of the dance floor. I got arrested. Um, yeah, I don't um, know that. that's funny that they referred to DC, DC as a state, and this is from a Fox News story. So, I'm surprised they referred to DC as a, as a, one of the states. But 
Yeah. I mean, are we past that? I mean, if everybody's been vaccinated, I saw a thing today too, where, um, was it Cuomo, you know, and he's been kind of low key lately and they've stopped picking on him about all the, uh, allegations of the, uh, sexual abuse and so forth with the women and, and the, uh, and the nursing home deaths. But, uh, he's come out and, um, Yeah, yeah, I just forgot my point. Oh well. Sorry, okay. I was reading the chat. Um, oh, what was it? I don't can't repeat. It. <laughs> okay, I see it. <laughs> well, I think in some states it does. Um, um, yeah, it, that's professional dancing. I don't know that. Of course, they have. Have you ever been at a wedding where they actually tied the knot, Donald Wayne, like physically tied a not in a rope. No, I, I, I thought you were meant actually getting now, married. Did you know that people do that as a part of a wedding ceremony? Um, no, I didn't. Yeah. Is that where the yeah. term tie uh, the knot came from? Yeah. A couple ties a fisherman's knot as their ceremony's primary option, um, is used after the exchanges of vows and rings. Uh, they they use large colored cords and ties are not as efficient. Reads a commentary. Um, huh? That's uh, that's weird. I've never I, seen that tying the knot. Well, mm-hmm. um, I, I think I was. Uh, my point was going to be about. I think uh, Cuomo has come out against uh, dancing as well. Uh, in that's in New just York, he ain't got no rhythm. Um, yeah. well, he's, he ain't got no job coming up soon, hopefully <laughs> right. he, and, he and the mayor de Blasio both, but, um, so I was just a little ditty about Washington DC and they want to make that a state, you know, boy, that's, that would be a fun place to live. Mm. I just, of course, I keep thinking about that, that image of Kamala Harris and was what do they call her husband the uh, first man what, what yeah, is he's it? the first man he's the first man uh, yeah, first kissing man. with a mask on as she's getting ready to board Air Force Two the other day yeah, well uh, I think she had a little tongue hole in that thing so um, <laughs> oh, so okay yeah. there's the <laughs> That that one. Uh, uh, you won't sleep tonight. I'm done. Here, you finish up. I'm gonna go get some Pepto Bismol. <laughs> oh boy! Well, <clears throat> the well, Washington Examiner has a story uh, that uh, San Diego County wants to build migrant tent city on private farmlands. Well. That's a joy. Are they going to let them work while they're on the farm? I, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, Tori Richards wrote this story. Um, says the county of San Diego is seeking to build a migrant tent city on individually owned farmland to house immigrants coming across the border, according to an email reviewed by the Washington Examiner. This is in addition to a mini city constructed within the San Diego Convention Center last month which welcomed, uh, welcomed 1,450 migrant children who came through the Texas border. 
On Tuesday, the county created a $5 million fund to provide free legal services for migrants to fight deportation. Um, I wonder how much of a homeless problem we've got in San Diego. You know, I'm just throwing that out there while we're taking care of all the illegal immigrants. Um, how, how how are you doing with that $5 million on your own citizens there? But anyway, I digress. It's not clear where the population would come from um, because the Biden administration has said the California border is closed. The San Diego County Department of Agriculture, Weights and Measures, sent an email solicitation on Wednesday to approximately 100 ranchers and farmers asking for volunteers to rent their land on a long-term basis. Well, isn't that some shit? I would just love for, (laughs) you know, 5,000 some odd illegal immigrants to plop on my land, you know, crapping and trashing the place up. I'm sure the land would be great to be able to plan on after that. And how much is the government actually going to pay them? But if they don't, will they use eminent domain? I don't know. Um, The proposal would include providing wraparound services, presumably uh, similar to what convention center uh, the convention center uh, provides on-site meals and medical, educational, and recreation recreational services. Like they're gonna pop up a movie over oh, and entertain them as well. Yeah, I mean, damn, where do we sign up for that kind of stuff? Um, the email was made public by Reform California, a populist PAC that was, has a successful history of recalling far-left politicians and lobbying for limited government. Founder Carl DeMeo said uh, he was contacted by three ranchers who received the email and were furious that the county would hatch such a plan and try to enlist them in their scheme, he said. It's a can of worms. They don't want a huge tent city on their land, DeMeo said. The concern I have is that they will probably get someone who is greedy and will sell out. It will have all kinds of impact a den of illegal activity, public health problems, and an environmental health hazard. The email reads in part, To our valued customers, the California Department of Food and Agriculture is working with California Office of Emergency Services on finding and renting, leasing on a long-term basis any private, uh, fallowed, aging land to build a tent city in the county for the immigrants Coming across the border, the state plans to provide wraparound services as well. Please let us know if you are interested. Well, shit on that. Yeah, how many people <laughs> are you going to get signing up for that? <laughs> County Supervisor Jim Desmond, a Republican, said he was shocked to learn of the plan. I'm working with county staff to make sure this does not become a reality, he said in a statement. While the federal government needs a solution to the immigrants coming across the border, putting tent cities on agricultural land is not the solution. Agricultural land is not zoned as high-density housing, Uh, but DeMeo speculated that it would not stop the county Democrats from ramming through whatever fixes they need with their three-to-two majority. They will change it from agricultural to shantytown, DeMeo said. We're trying to stop it with public pressure, but there may have to be a lawsuit filed. The problem is the courts 
are so slow to act and it could be up and running in no time. Look, I, you know, I, I feel just as bad as the next person for um, illegal immigrants coming over and especially they're letting the children come over. And, and I know once they're over here, they're kind of our responsibility. We've got to do something. We've got to Uh-oh. be humane. But um, uh, what? What? <laughs> Pop-ups. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, you know, I mean, we got to have a better plan than that. You know, really, they just need to be rotated right back to where they came from. Well, you know, yeah. they're going to be paying these people money if they're going to use their land. Uh, Can you probably, imagine that? Probably Biden supporters. Uh, yeah. I, I just, I mean, we're, <laughs> I know we've talked about this a lot, but we keep spending millions of dollars on dealing with this issue that they've created in the last three, four months. And uh, meanwhile, all these uh, Americans that have been here all their life, more or less, are, are still suffering and in need of things. And uh seemed like that money could be used for people who are already citizens of this country. Yeah, I mean, the state of California, I mean, look at San Francisco. You can't even walk out of your front door. You don't step in a pile of human waste. I mean, you know, where, who puts these people in power and lets them make these kind of decisions? You know, some idiots say, you know what? I got a bill. There's some farmland down the road here. Doesn't look like they planted anything yet. I bet we can get them to let us rent it out. Pile everybody there. Um, that's right, Jessica. It's a mess. That's one, of, that's one of Dennis <laughs> Lee's favorite favorite phrases. It's a mess. It's a damn mess. I, I, you know, why conservatives aren't fighting back and saying, you know, what about this issue? What about this issue? These American issues where these people are already here. Uh, I could name probably four or five veteran issues right now that should be addressed for some of that money. If you want to just give money away, uh, you know, what about you ever see these commercials? Uh, not a lot of, you know, most commercials irritate me, but these commercials that they're running um, for these veterans that have been injured. Yeah. And, and I mean, some of these people don't have any arms or legs or they'll have one arm or, or something. And, and they're trying to raise money, you know, to help these people uh, live in houses that, that can accommodate them so they can have some kind of a, uh, you know, somewhat of a normal life. So they're trying to raise all this money by giving, you know, why don't we give some of this money that they were pissing away on people that aren't supposed to be here in the first place. Right. Before we start trying to take care of other people who uh, have not lost their limbs for this country, fighting wars and so forth. Well, if we take all the money that um, these stupid ass politicians put together for these um, pie in the sky, um, you know, plans and bills and, and, you know, and put that towards taking care of homelessness or, you know, veterans health, um, you know, our, our elderly, 
our children who are starving and did something like that, we would be in a far better place. You know, but the money's just thrown into places it should never be thrown. So. Well, I, I don't know if um, you probably didn't or you may not have wanted to watch the Caitlyn Jenner interview with Sean Hannity last night. And um, I didn't get to see all of it. I got to I'm see some of it. Caitlin went on there. You know, I wanted to see it because I wanted to see what she was going to say. And I'll have to say, I was kind of in, I mean, she's a conservative. She's a Republican. Yeah. And uh, uh, definitely, ha- I mean, and she admitted that, you know, she didn't support Donald Trump and everything that he did. But basically, she, you know, she was a supporter of Donald Trump. Right. But then she started talking about California and, and and some of her thoughts about what to do. And she said she would not, she would do her best to, to eliminate all sanctuary cities in California if she were to become governor. Uh, but right. one of the things that she said that, that I don't know why people don't say more often, even Joe Biden has talked about putting more money into that rail, that, that fast rail between I think LA and San Francisco or some, or maybe Sacramento and San Francisco, some goofy ass, you know, fat, uh, high speed train thing that yeah. they spent billions of dollars on and, and they hadn't gone or millions and they hadn't gone anywhere. Hmm. And she says, well, you know, our biggest problem here in California uh, for the future is, is water. We don't have enough water. Water is always a problem. So right. why don't we take that money that these Democrats want to spend on this high speed rail system and, and create some water uh, say this right, desalination, uh, you know, where they take seawater and right, they right. take all the salt out of it right. and, um, and, and make it usable. And then you can pipe it to the, to the valleys for the farmers and so forth. And, and why not invest money in that rather a train? She says, I can get on an airplane and be in San Francisco in 45 minutes. Why do I want to support a high-speed rail? Right. And, uh, you know, people, they, they get these pet projects and, and really they, if they would expose, you know, why they're spending the money, we would probably all be pissed off. Just, you know, I'll say it again, Solyndra, you know, every time they talk oh, about, uh, you know, green energy projects, I think about Solyndra and all the money that Obama gave to those people that ran Solyndra. Right. But, why don't we spend that money on things that California really needs or the other States that they really need? You know, it's just like they, these people have no, there's no logic to what they try to do. It's, and, and it probably all stems on just payback for supporting them during the election, for helping them get elected, for contributing to their campaign. And I'm not saying that Republicans don't have the same problem, but, right. um, <clears throat> I don't know this, this spending this, this, I mean, every week they come up with something new, some way that, that this illegal immigrant issue is causing costing the taxpayers in this country money. And they don't seem to have a problem with it. It's like, Oh, what's the big deal? You know, this is a humanitarian thing. We need to do this. I just, I just don't, um, I don't have any kind words to say for that. It's a mess. 
It's a mess, by it's golly. By golly. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> um, how many push-ups can you do? Uh, this one that you got coming up is one that's going to blow my blood pressure. The uh, Yeah, and actually... It's um, rampant right now. I've been running into that for the past two weeks. And and it's um, becoming a big a big news article. And unfortunately, bless the heart of the Wall Street Journal. And when I first uh, found this thing today, it it you know, let me read the whole thing. And now it says I can't read the whole thing unless I subscribe. So I will not be reading the whole thing. I'll probably have to switch to something else. But I can start out with the wall street journal article. It says millions are unemployed. Why can't companies find workers <laughs> among the reasons potential workers are holding back fear of getting COVID. Uh-huh. Lack yeah. of childcare. I maybe well, that's, that, that's, there's some legitimacy to there yeah. and enhanced unemployment benefits. Ah, well that's, you know, surely that's not it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw, and this isn't in the article, but I saw a couple of news stories where uh, I think it was actually going back to California. Some restaurateur was offering uh, dishwashers $25 an hour, and he still couldn't find people to wash dishes. Now, they I know were 20- offering dishwashers $25 an hour. Yeah, but now it's in California. So, I, you know, I understand the cost of living oh. out there is, is ridiculous. So maybe $25 isn't very much in California. But, uh, you know, if I lived in California and uh, I needed a job, I would, I would do that for $25 an hour. Um, there's other companies like Walmart, they're having to raise their pay scale to get, to get employees. So all these people are opening up and, and, and they're, and a lot of people just aren't going back to work. So I'll, I'll go through the part of the article that I can read. Uh, it says in a red hot economy coming out of a pandemic and lockdowns with unemployment still far higher than it was pre COVID. The country is in a striking predicament. Businesses can't find enough people to hire. Rising vaccination rates, easing lockdowns, and enormous amounts of federal stimulus aid are boosting consumer spending on goods and services. Yet employers in sectors like manufacturing, restaurants, and construction are struggling to find workers. There are more job openings in the U.S. this spring than before the pandemic hit in March 2020, and fewer people in the labor force, according to the Labor Department and private recruiting sites. Surveys suggest why some can't or won't go back to work. Millions of adults say they aren't working for fear of getting or spreading the COVID-19. Businesses are reopening ahead of schools, leaving some parents without childcare. Many people are receiving more in unemployment benefits than they would earn in the available jobs. Some who are out of work don't have the skills needed for the jobs that are available or uh, are unwilling to switch to a new career. Hiring has been robust recently, despite the labor shortfall. U.S. employers added 916,000 jobs in March, according to the Labor Department, and economists project that the April jobs report due out Friday 
will show employers added 1 million more. Weekly unemployment claims fell to 498,000 last week, a new low since the pandemic began. Still, the shortage threatens to restrain what is otherwise shaping up to be a robust post-pandemic economic recovery. Some businesses are forgoing work, such as not bidding on a project, delivering parts more slowly, or keeping a section of the restaurant closed. That reduces the pace of the economy's expansion. Other companies are raising wages to attract employees, which could inflate prices for customers and reduce and or reduce profits for the business owners. And that's all I can access without subscribing to the Wall Street Journal. Mm. But yeah, that's that's the consensus that uh, and that was, you know, several people in Congress talked about this. When, when they kept playing with trying to offer, you know, uh, this uh, unemployment, uh, to extend the unemployment benefits, that when uh, that they said, you know, when jobs start opening up, some of these people are going to be making more on unemployment than they'll make going back to work. So, Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I hear the first person that says, says that, oh, I can't find a job anywhere, I will jack slap them because there is <laughs> – Every business that I've seen through my travels this week has got a sign out front now hiring. Oh, yeah, I've seen them too. And some with incentives posted on there. They're actually showing that, you know, you can start working in fast food at $15 an hour. You can start doing this. They're listing the wages on the signs. They're so desperate for people. So, I mean, if if you're out there complaining, oh, man, I just – I just, you know, jobs are so hard to find. Bull crap they are. Um, you can, if you get off the couch and stop eating the Cheetos. Nothing against Cheetos. I love them. But come on, man, to use well, Donald Wayne's phrase there. Let's, I let's saw, uh, and I, I, I apologize, I can't remember the, the governor or the state, but I saw this governor talking today. He says, uh, we're no longer accepting that money for unemployment from the federal government. We're going to discontinue that in our state. And I want to say it's something like it was a Republican governor. So I don't know, maybe Wisconsin, uh, one of those up there around the Great Lakes, I think. But anyway, he said, we're not going to take it anymore. And if you'll, you know, once you take a job here in our state, and if you'll work four weeks in a row, we're going to give you a I think it was a fifteen hundred dollar bonus, just just for going to work. If you'll stay on the job for four weeks, of course. Then you know we know there's people that'll take that job for four weeks, get the bonus, and then they'll quit. But uh, he says we're not taking the federal funds for the unemployment anymore, so we can discontinue that. You know they they need to tie it to people attempting to actually get a job. There was a time you know when you got unemployment that you had to to show how many interviews you went on and, and maybe why you didn't get the job and and so forth. But uh, since the COVID thing, and I understand that to a certain degree, but we knew what was going to happen once people could start going back to work, that there are people that will just take that as far as they can go and not work. Um, I've talked about it before. I remember years ago interviewing people 
and they would turn down a job working for the company I was with because, man, I make more than that uh, unemployment. Why would I come here? Uh, maybe self-esteem, maybe yeah. a career, maybe your future. I mean, there's no future in unemployment unless unless the Democrats rule for another 20, 30 years. Mm. Uh, it's just, you know. And I understand, you know, some people, maybe they're not, you know, if, if you had a job in a, in a high tech thing and, you know, you've got to decide all of a sudden, well, I'm, am I going to go to work for uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken? Um, I don't know. But. Well, look, you know, if you want to be in upper management in the restaurant industry, then you go into a place like that and you work your way up. You don't just walk through the front door and you're instantly a manager unless you've got that kind of experience. I mean, you're lucky to be able to, if you're going to, if you're going to get a job, you don't have a lot of qualifications, then you can learn and, and, and learn while you're on the job. I mean, everything is not set up for you to instantly earn $100,000 a year as soon as you walk through the freaking door. If you want something like that, go to college. You know, and even that is not a guarantee. No. So, you know. I mean, you actually have to take something in college that is right. a job that can you can make that kind of money. You know, um, there's a lot of things, unfortunately, that, that people are going to college for that there's no way in the world they can make a decent living with. Yeah. The but they get a degree. Study of indigenous insects is not going to get you <laughs> a Fortune 500 job. I'm sorry. Um it may have been cool while you were there, but I mean, really, um, geez, <clears throat> but, yeah. um, yeah, I, I knew that was going to raise my blood pressure. Well, um, even places like, uh, target and Walmart, uh, I saw that Costco was raising their minimum wage to, uh, $16 an hour, uh, here. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people are, are bumping it up. I think even people like Starbucks, they're, they're having to pay in the twenties to get people to go to work for them. Yeah. So, well, you um, know, and I can see that if I, if you're going to expect me to, for one drink for somebody to go through the line <laughs> to remember 30 different ingredients, um, to get in there, I mean, and to, to decipher those the, those codes to make your perfect uh, coffee drink, um, then, yeah, I think that should come with a little more pay. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, that would never fly with me. I would be <laughs> in trouble. What did you yeah. say you want? Now, one at a time. Yeah. You want a frap of what, man? Yeah. You did you to... see that thing? Uh, I think it was posted on uh, Twitter. There was some guy that that had like 20 something uh, add-ons to his, his drink, his coffee or whatever you want to call it. That is ridiculous. And yeah. And they showed it. There's a picture of it and it has it on the side of the cup. Well, I probably would have gone off on the person that would have been my last day on the job, but it, I, you know, that's not, I don't even know what that is. You put all that stuff in one cup. Um, it's, but yeah, it's on Twitter. If you, want to look at it it's it's weird why anybody would would put somebody through that and i guess Jeez. they think it's funny yeah um, i wouldn't have i wouldn't have the 
patience, nor could I remember all that stuff to put in a cup of coffee. I tell you, yeah, go ahead. You just tell me what you want in there. And uh, when you get up to the window, we'll see what you get. Um, Donald Wayne, did you know that you can get high off of eating your old meat? <laughs> I don't have any old meat. Thank well, you very that's, much. That's a very good thing you don't. Um, we we have a limit on that. There's a there's an article in Newsweek that uh, by Annabelle Dolliner that people are eating rotten raw meat to get high in dangerous online trend. Have you heard about that? I have um, not. I don't know how you can get high on that. Well, actually. I'm going to tell you. Um, of all the bizarre <laughs> and dangerous trends to gain traction on social media, a practice known as eating high meat might be the all-time grossest and most nauseating of all. High according, meat? High meat. Um, according to IFL Science, the appalling diet trend encourages people to let raw meat rot for several months or even a <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I apologize. I just. I hope you're wearing a mask. <laughs> good Lord, COVID just spraying everywhere. Um, you got your second shot yet? I'll never get out of here. <laughs> Why? Thank you, Eric. Bless his soul. Um, yeah, it, I think it is actually probably dust. Um, so according to IFL Science, the Appalling diet trend encourages people to let raw meat rot for several months or even a year before eating it. A year. Once uh, adequately rancid, the decomposed raw meat, a.k.a. high meat, is consumed and supposedly euphoric. High feeling soon overtakes the person that ate it. While some reportedly eat high meat for its alleged mind-altering effects, Others say they prefer the taste of the rotten flesh, which IFL Science says is often described as cheesy and more acidic than your average steak. What? Um, it's important to note that raw and fermented meat is eaten all around the world and has been for centuries. Well, not this part of the woods, I'm telling no. you. Um, cured meats like salami are a perfect example. Well, that's different, but... Those examples are, are not at all similar to the uncontrolled rot no. featured in so-called high meat. The concept of high meat is not entirely new, though. As Vice reports, the trend has been lurking on Reddit and other internet enclaves for years. In 2017, for example, this anti-vegan YouTuber posted a video of himself eating meat that had been rotting for a full year. Meanwhile, a two-year-old Reddit post in Carnivore's um, ask how one might transition into eating rotten meat. However, online discussion about high meat has surged since a series of viral, viral tweets brought newfound attention to the little-known practice. Last week, Twitter user SuperLoafCat shared screenshots of a recent pro-high meat tweets alongside the simple caption, Losing my mind over this, and uh, I would be losing my lunch. Soon, others started researching the practice and were equally horrified by the results. Um, then, uh, so they say, uh, 
went down a rabbit hole today of people who leave meat out and eat it raw. And honestly, the pictures just constantly have me on the verge of vomiting, wrote another Twitter user. It might just be because food photography is hard, but damn, I'm not converted to the high meat movement. Despite the anecdotal claims of high meat advocates, experts are resounding in their opposition to the trend, noting that eating rancid raw meat can cause severe illness, you think? Um, as Naras Lipsis, a Singapore-based consultant dietitian, told Vice, it's possible that a whole range of bacteria present in rotten meat could be behind the reported high or hallucination or a feeling of euphoria. However, it's simply a matter of luck as to whether or not high meat will make the person eating it violently ill. There's all sorts of bacteria like Salmonella, Shigella, E. coli. I don't even know what Shigella is, but I like the word. All of these things that our human body might really struggle with breaking down, Lapsus said. In addition to food poisoning, Vice notes that the consumption of high meat has the potential to cause uncontrollable bowel movements, do you think? Oh, well. Large I intestinal damage, vomiting, dehydration, um, <laughs> and even botulism. I like that word as well, but I wouldn't want it. Um, so the moral of the story is don't leave your meat just laying out anywhere, especially for weeks on end. Put that stuff up to where it's supposed to be, and uh, don't let it rot. I mean, for where, where would you even let it set out to rot at, at, at your house? I mean, I, especially, I, I especially I in the know. South, you're going to have flies. You're going to have, I mean, you know, more than likely that meat would be gone after two or three weeks anyway with well, I think that, you know, the, the flies land on the meat and uh, they deposit their larvae and they squish around and, you know, that um, makes it cheesy. And I don't know. Oh, uh, the whole thing is making me ill. Um, you know, yeah, maggots. Yeah, maggots. Um, but, uh, yeah, I hope nobody was getting ready to eat dinner. Um, so where did you dig that up? Uh, literally, yeah. No, that was on uh, that was an article from Newsweek, actually. Uh, just so people will get high from anything. If they can't smoke weed, they'll eat a moldy steak. So, I mean, I've heard people smoking bananas um, when I was growing <laughs> up. But good lord, not eating rotten meat. So. <laughs> How do you get a banana to burn? <laughs> they used to dry out the banana peel and smoke it. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't know personally. Well, you know, in this day and time, there's really no need because in another year or so, I mean, it's going to be legal across the country anyway, unless oh. some, some states, you know, uh, you know, object. But I think Georgia's indicated that they're, they're okay with, with it, I believe. Okay, with what? Uh, legalizing marijuana. Oh goodness gracious! Well, we won't. Oh, we're not supposed to say done. marijuana anymore. What is it? What? Uh, well, what are we supposed to say? Uh, uh, cannabis. Cannabis flower. Yep. 
Remember that article I did a, oh, a couple of weeks yeah. ago? Said because uh, it's racist. That's a racist word. Marijuana. You're supposed to say cannabis. So okay. what about what about uh, whoa? So we should call it the devil's cabbage. Um, or, <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know that one. Or the, or the sticky green, or um, you know, the, I remember um, Shecky Green. Or the uh, the you know, the the uh, green goat, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's news to me, Dennis Lee. Ah, well, <laughs> oh, well, that rhyme. Well, that's very good, Dolan. <laughs> Uh, it's just talents you're not aware of. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Let's see what we got here. Well, let's see. I'll just do, this is only three little paragraphs. I'll go ahead and do this and then I can scratch it off my list. Um, this is from Huckabee uh, news news. Um, what is it? <laughs> Newspaper news clip. Did it? Uh, buyer. <laughs> buyer beware of this bill in congress it's amazing all these things are trying to pass under the radar right now um mike huckabee says i often warn you about bills that are given names that nobody can oppose without being demonized even though the bill actually they actually do the opposite of what their name implies for instance the for the People Act basically legalizes vote fraud and negates the people's voice in their own government. Another good example is the latest version of the Violence Against Women Act being pushed by President Biden. The original Violence Against Women Act in 1994 was designed to help prevent rape and sexual abuse and help the victims. The new version in what has become a theme of the Biden administration um, does not offer the same protection. It would allow men who claim to identify as women to move into shelters for abused women or to demand transfers from a male to a female prison. Some states are already allowing the latter, and as the linked article reports in the Washington State, a violent sexual predator who claimed to identify as a female was allowed to transfer to a women's prison where he raped a female prisoner. Today's Democrat Party seems to be built around mislabeling and bamboozlement. Uh, and that's a long word, bamboozlement. From claiming that socialists are moderates and rioters are peaceful protesters to insisting that men who identify as women really are women to calling anyone who questions their insane policies racist. Uh, if the Democratic Party were to were held to the same truth and advertising laws that pharmaceutical companies are, the FDA would shut down the entire operation. Now, I remember when it seemed like that was in California that they were trying to do that. No, it says in Washington state. Yeah. A prisoner that claimed that he was actually a woman was transferred to a woman's prison and then, and then raped a female prisoner at you just can't make this stuff up, but you have noticed that they label these bills. They give them, most of them have something to do with America for the people <clears throat> act or American <clears throat> progress or something patriotic sounding, but only a tiny portion of the bill has anything to do with what they call the bill. Everything else is just, 
stuff they want to cram in there. So, yeah, that was a much longer piece on the Western Journal on that, but uh, we won't get into that because it's we're up against the wall tonight. That's enough to uh, finish out this work week, isn't it, Dennis Lee? I would think so, Donald Wayne. We've I mean, covered you know, a myriad of topics tonight. <laughs> um, it's it's been a week for we've had highs and lows, complaining, you know, and we've loved, we've laughed, we cried, uh, yes, we chuckled, and, yes, and uh, you know we've looked at Uranus. So, nah, I beg your pardon. It, in, in very various topics in the news. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, if you would, uh, if you would like to, if you're a Twitterer, you know, um, well, tweet us. Do that on uh, uh, on Twitter at Tristalk WG Moon. And if you look, if you have suggestions about the show, uh, things you'd like to hear us talk about, um, you know, or complaints, or you know, want to send any pictures. Keep or things clean. you'd rather we not yeah. talk about? Uh, yeah, you know. Like it's, Uranus? It's, it's, that's right. Some people may be offended by Uranus. But, <laughs> you know, we cover everything here, um, just not Uranus. So, um, <laughs> then you can reach us at tristalk69pts at gmail.com. Um, I encourage you to follow us on Facebook as well as on Podbean. Um, then we post all of our shows on Facebook and a lot of the articles that we use and even, you know, some, some funny and, and meaningful pictures on Facebook as well, but please follow us on there. The follow the followers is starting to trend up and, and we greatly appreciate it. Um, and you can also find our, uh, podcast on Spotify at Tristalk and Amazon music at Tristalk. And we are on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. And if you would like to get weird and explicit and um, you just can't stop yourself from saying certain words, then come on over to Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole. But no weirdos or sickos. You'll be banned for life. And um, we're on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at about 9.30, 10 o'clock there-ish before Trice Talk. Um with impromptu shows, um, we've been taking a little bit of a break, but we'll get back on the train. And uh, and Donald Wayne, he's doing the uh, uh, mini pods as well. And I have to say, Donald Wayne, the uh, mini pods have been blowing up. So um, I know that our, our listenership greatly appreciates that, sir. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, so this is the, our last live one for uh what three days i guess yeah friday saturday days. until yeah. sunday night so yeah All right. we'll have a mini pod tomorrow night and saturday night of some sort some kind of rant but uh yeah sunday we get back on the train and uh see what i tried to see if there was anything happening in arizona on that recount uh see if we could update that but there's really nothing on there they're going very slow Part of that's probably because the Democrats are, are keep trying to file motions in court to stop them. But um, uh, I'm, I'm real anxious to see where that's going to go. And I, I wish they would get that. But they don't think that now that they're going to finish till, you know, the latter part of the month. So anyway, uh, we appreciate everybody joining us tonight. 
Yes, hope, thank you hope, so much. I uh, hope you had a little fun with us and learned a little something other than uh, that we love planets here on Tri's Talk. That's right. We do. <laughs> we do. We're, we're amateur astronomers. That's right. They hurt every once in a while. Uh, what? <laughs> okay. Um, so the closing thought for tonight is is uh, opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. Mm. <laughs> you ever heard that before? Uh, no, I have not. So. Well, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, well. well, I guess Halsey didn't want to wait for us to finish that. So That happens. <laughs> All right. Well, if you'll get the lights, Dennis Lee, uh, we'll just, uh, <laughs> just see everybody on Sunday. All right, the lights are out. Y'all have a good night. Stay safe, everybody. But you don't want to spread around with me. Yeah, never pick up, never call me. You know we're running out of time. Never pick up when you want me. No, I gotta draw a line. Baby, I don't know enough talking. I need another show of mine. Baby, we don't know enough talking. Gotta be right now, right now. Baby, call on me now, 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 now. I want you to hold me down, 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 down forever. Said you know I wanna keep you around, around forever. I want you to love me now, 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 now forever.